you know, I was in school when David Palmer was running back t putts for touchdowns and catching uh, underthrown or overthrown balls from Jay Barker. So when I say the deuce is loose, it means something to me. How would you feel if we had another deuce on Alabama's team here shortly? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we could meaning we Alabama, and we both graduated from the university, so I have no problem saying we, and I don't care if other people didn't graduate from Alabama. If they're fans, you can say we too. I'm not one of those Alabama snobby people or fan snobs. Um, there could be another deuce on Alabama's team um, in 2025. Deuce Knight, uh, a quarterback from Loosedale, Mississippi. We've talked about him before, but you actually got to see his film, and now you uh, – you want to report on it. So let's let you do that. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, I mean, you know, it would be good. I mean, on three ranks this guy somewhere in the, I think, 28th in, in the country, uh, not as a quarterback, but as the 28th overall prospect. So I knew that before I watched the tape. And hey, it's kind of like a movie review, right? You know, if you read all the reviews uh, before you go see the movie and the, and the reviews are this guy's going to be, you know, this guy, the movie's great, then, uh, you kind of know what you're in for, right? So uh, I knew where, where Deuce was ranked before I watched it and also knew that Alabama had offered him before I watched it. Now offers at quarterback are a little different than offers at other spots. So, uh, but I was eager, what I was eager to watch, I knew I was going to see a good player. What, what I was eager to see is where would I slot him in? Because as we know, we're recruiting some fantastic 2025 quarterbacks. KJ Lacey, who. We know from Sarah Land, Alabama, who, who just recently committed to Texas. Alabama's still in on him. That could happen. George McIntyre, fantastic drop-back quarterback from Brentwood Academy in Nashville. He's a guy that's still, you know, potentially uh, Alabama. He's going to visit Alabama twice before this month is out. Antoine Hill, Warner Robins, Georgia. Antoine Hill, great big, powerful Great big right arm. Reminds me a little bit. He's kind of a poor man's Anthony Richardson. Uh, he's a, he's another possibility in the 25 group. So I wanted to see where Deuce fit in, you know, in my opinion, uh, with those guys. And the answer is he fits in nicely. Uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I think if you ask five different coaches to rank those four kids, you're going to get you know, several different rankings. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to agree, hey, this guy's clearly one, this guy's clearly two. Uh, you're going to get a lot of subjective opinions there. But Deuce, his skill set does rival K.J. Lacey's, George McIntyre's, Antoine Hill's. Uh, different than all. That's the great thing about quarterbacks. They're not all the same. A lot of differences. But uh, really to describe Deuce, for those who haven't seen him, first of all, the thing that's going to jump off the page at is He's a lefty, uh, like like Tua. I mean, he, he he's a left-handed quarterback. Unlike Tua, he's a real tall guy. He's listed at 6'5", uh, looks very long on tape. Still hasn't filled out. Still kind of a wiry 6'5". I think they list him about, about 190. Uh, so he's tall and thin. Uh, wiry is how what I would call him. But, man, what a skill set. 
I think his combination, first of all, we're looking at a 10th grade film. This is his 10th grade tape. I, I think his combination of, of height and athleticism and arm talent, he's national top 30, national top 40 for sure. I think on three, ranking him so high, on three has him ranked much higher than the other services. They'll catch up. They'll watch this. They'll see an offer list that's growing. One certainty we have in recruiting right now, folks, is that Deuce Knight's going to become a big thing. On three was just ahead of everyone else. And I think uh, the other services are soon to have him ranked as highly as on three does. He's sort of a slam dunk that way. And again, a six five guy who's a major run threat who happens to throw the ball pretty accurately with a good arm. Uh, everything's off-platform with him, which is good and bad. It's good in the sense the the modern quarterback, right? Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Bryce Young, Josh Allen, guys that can make the plays when the play breaks down. That's where when he's at his best. So that's impressive. What maybe, you know, if we're going to nitpick, I mean, there's, there's negatives on all of them, right? The nitpick would be, and, and I've been in rooms with quarterback coaches who've talked about this before, what you'd love to see for next level effectiveness is a three-step drop where on that third step, that ends the drop back and the pass is coming out. Everything is perfectly timed. Three-step drop, third step, boom, ball out. Five-step drop makes that fifth step, boom, ball comes out. You don't see that with him, and, and that's going to come as he matures and plays a more complex offenses. Everything right now is just sort of off-platform and, and, and basically, you know, uh, you know, ad-libbed. He makes it up as he goes along. But with his feet and his athleticism and his arm talent, he can do that, get away with it, and thrive. Uh, boy, raw tools are like, wow. Let's be real, though. And I like a lot of what I see. Um, I like the fact he's a lefty. I like the fact he's from Lucedale, Mississippi, which, as you've said, is essentially uh, Alabama annexed. Um, but he's so skinny, he makes Manute Bowl look like Charles Atlas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a thin dude. And, thin. and, you know, there's that's fine. I mean, Lamar Jackson's pretty thin. Um, there, there's some thin quarterbacks out there. And if you're long and lanky, uh, you know, usually you can sling the ball uh, pretty, pretty well. So, yeah. but I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, I know lanky. I've grown up lanky. I was fat as a kid, but I got lanky. And I think he's lanky. Now, I, I want him. I Give me his commitment all day. I'm just saying yeah. we need to be real about this. He is a thin dude, and he's played in the SEC potentially. Yeah, he's built, you know, he's built like, he doesn't play like him at all. The comp ends just right here at how he's built. But I would say in terms of height and weight, he's probably similar at the same stage to A.J. McCarron, you know, who was also tall and really thin at the time Alabama signed him. I remember, uh, you know, early on, I don't know if people remember this, but in McCarron's redshirt year, they were feeding that kid organic peanut butter. He was eating like two or three jars of peanut butter a day to gain weight. Uh, I, I could see that happening with Deuce. I mean, he he's going to have to – add on some weight so he can take hits, you know, at the SEC level, you know, a real, he's, he's, he's wiry. Uh, also reminds me at QB country, we had a kid uh, a year ago uh, at QB country mobile named uh, Walter Taylor from Jackson, uh, lefty, 
tall, wiry, a lot like him. And then uh, the funny thing about, I mean, Walter, man, that looks a lot. I mean, Walter was 6'5", 190. And uh, by the way, Walter signed with Vanderbilt and redshirted this past season. Uh, Deuce reminds me a lot of Walt Taylor, but Deuce is better because, and, I, and no, no offense to Walt, Deuce has a big arm. Uh, Walt was like, man, as his arm gets bigger, he's going to be something. I think Deuce is sort of arriving with the arm you want Walt to have one day. Yeah, he better be eating some peanut butter because I'm going to tell you, there are uh, linebackers in the SEC that can gargle peanut butter. So um, you better be ready. Let's talk about some bird dogs. I mean, the athletic wear, casual wear, awesome wear stuff that we've been promoting here. Bird dogs make you look good. You want to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, birddogs.com slash locked on college, enter promo code locked on college. Look, if you buy some of the stuff, Send us a picture of it or just tell us that you did it on uh, YouTube. We would appreciate that. Bird Dogs would appreciate that. They have that stretch khaki short that's designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. We're going to get Deuce Knights and Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. I'm going to tell you something. They're cheaper, too. My daughter just bought some Lululemon stuff today. I told her I gave her a $100 limit because I thought I was being a great dad. She called and said, I need one seventy. And because and I am a great dad, without the women, yeah, I said, I said, yeah. How many Lulus you getting? Um, I, I know a place you can get four Lulus for that price. <laughs> anyway, bird dogs fit way better than regular shorts, and and um, the the regular shorts are made of that stiff, kind of terrible, awful stuff. But the bird dogs are made of uh, just the the best stuff on earth that they've come up with bird dogs use anti-stink anti-sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day you want to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college birddogs.com slash locked on college i promise you guys this i'm not kidding I, I, we never really lie about our sponsors ever anyway because we feel like we'd get busted um i lie about a lot of stuff but not that and um i swear but um jimmy and i both got some bird dog stuff and we wear it all the time i'm not kidding you my wife's like you're wearing those shorts a lot i'm like yeah because uh, i've told i've told my wife it's my my favorite pair of shorts i've ever had and i'm not i'm not kidding yeah, i mean kidding. they're they're I'm like, they're my favorite shorts i've ever had birddogs.com slash locked on college on the next podcast we will be still going down jimmy's countdown we'll probably be getting you ready for the big recruiting weekend coming up um, so that's going to be another thing that we do. But, Jimmy, right now, let's just take a minute, and I'm going to let you – I don't know as much about the dude, but I'm going to let you talk about the new baseball coach. Um, that happened the other day. Alabama hired Maryland's baseball coach. I am cool with it. You and I were both a little concerned that it may end up being Jason Jackson, not because we don't like Jason Jackson, but because I just – I don't want to – I didn't want to be the the litmus test for him. I, I just didn't. And um, – I think the Maryland coach is going to be a good one. Uh, he took a, a floundering Maryland program and made them viable. I mean, he didn't turn them into championship contenders, but they've never been championship contenders, have they? I mean, so. Well, they won the Big Ten. They won the Big Ten. Well, what, what I'm saying is, he didn't, I guess, you know, the, the yeah, now not a, your choice, do you get to Omaha or not? Right. They, they weren't. They, they haven't been to Omaha. So, they haven't been to Omaha. 
And, but he did win the Big Ten, and that's got to count for something. Just like uh, you know, Nate Oates won the SEC and the SEC tournament last year. Didn't make the Final Four. I don't care. Still a great year. So if you can win the SEC, man, I'm going to give you a lot of credit for it. So come on in here and uh, tell us about our new main man on the diamond. Yeah, Rob Vaughn. He's been the head coach at Maryland. That's the only head coaching job he's had. Uh, this is, um, you know, a lot of things impress me about him. But here's first and foremost. This is the only job he's ever had, so he's a young guy, right? He turns 36 this summer, so that's really young. Maryland's his first job. He gets there year one. They're terrible. He inherited a bad program. That's why they needed a new coach, okay? So first year, under 500, not a good team. Uh, but you can't judge him on that. Second year, what you're looking for is improvement, right? 500. Had a 500 record for the, for the whole season. Had a 500 record in the Big Ten in year two. Really impressive stuff. Year three was COVID, just throw that out, even though, by the way, they had a pretty good record. But year three was COVID, and Maryland and the Big Ten didn't finish their season. Nobody did, so year three doesn't count. Year four, they were good, a legitimate good team, winning record, winning record in the Big Ten, made the NCAA tournament. That's uh, un, un, So it's unreal right there, or I'd say unreal, very good right there. No, year five, which would be two seasons ago, year five, over 40 wins, wins the Big Ten. Maryland had never won the Big Ten since they've been in it. Maryland's never had a fantastic baseball history. They won over 40 games, won the Big Ten. This past season, could he do it again? You're right, he did it again. Wins over 40 games, wins the Big Ten tournament, uh, and makes the NCAA. So this is a team that's been to the NCAAs uh, in the last three seasons. An elite team, to me, this is how I judge an elite team, power five, over 40 wins he's done it the last two years in a row so what's impressive to me about what he did luke was he inherited a mess he improved it each year each year was a step forward for the program culminating in back-to-back 40 win seasons back-to-back big 10 championships and uh kind of the hilarious and i'm not laughing when i said hilarious irony is uh maryland actually went to the wake forest regional you know, we had to go to Wake Forest for the Super Regional. They went to Wake Forest for the Regional, and they lost to Wake Forest 21-6. to This sound about familiar? So let's not throw too many stones about the way this season ended, getting their butts handed to them by one of the great college baseball teams you'll ever see in Wake Forest. Uh, but I, I like this. The cherry on top was somehow Greg Byrne, who deserves a ton of credit for this has somehow taught Jason Jackson into staying and taught Rob Vaughn into hiring him, which isn't normal in, in, when you hire a big-time coach. They want to hire their own staff. But Greg Byrne went in and like, we'd like to hire Jason Jackson, and he watched the job Jason Jackson did under these circumstances at Alabama. The home run here is that Jason Jackson is staying to be the associate head coach and pitching coach for Rob Vaughn. So we get the best of both worlds. We get to keep Jason Jackson – who will probably help us keep our young kids from getting in the portal. Hey, when you bring in a new coach, sometimes your young talent's like, I don't know this guy. I'd rather go play for somebody I know who recruited me before. I don't even know this guy. But now you got Jason Jackson staying. So talents, because we have some big-time young talent. Colby Shelton's the all-time home run leading. Uh, he had more home runs as a freshman than any player in Alabama baseball history. Hopefully you get Colby to stay. Luke Holman and Ben Hess who are fantastic starting pitchers this season. They're young. We want them to stay. Alton Davis, 
the closer, he's a freshman. You want him to stay. Caden Rose out in center, Matt Gassetti, a, a catcher. What, uh, you know, what we, about we Pinkney? What about Pinkney? Pinkney is uh, expected to be drafted so high that uh, he won't. He, I, I think Pinkney might be able to return under some sort of COVID year, but uh, he's liable to be drafted uh, so high that he's not going to return. Well, I just, you know, look, I'm, again, I, I don't love baseball, even though I just found out my youngest son, like, it was funny the way he announced it to me. You know, my youngest son's got a lot of wherewithal about him. And he's like, you know, Dad, we need something more that we have in common. And you love sport. I mean, like he was doing that. He's 13. And I was like, yeah, he said, you know, you and Mary Sanford always seem to talk sports and Truett can talk sports. And uh, he said, so I think I'm going to love baseball. And I said, okay, have you ever played? No, I've never played. And um, I said, okay. And so, like, we just started going over baseball stuff. Neither one of us know it. So I said, we can learn it together. So, uh, anyway, I hate to be so ignorant about it. But, okay, yeah, I kind of figured he'd be drafted. That kid got a cannon on him, uh, and he built it an unbelievable home run the other day against Wake Forest. But, yeah, I like the hire. Um, and I, I think it's – look, you're coming into a meat grinder in the SEC. If we think football's tough, we think basketball's tough, think softball's tough, baseball might be the toughest of them all. So um, pretty incredible. All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Devontae Smith. No, not that one on your countdown. And we're back. Uh, Devontae Smith is good and he's cursed with a name that means he has a lot to live up to, but that people are already like, okay, if I look at every recruit coming in as a, you know, I'm going to start them off at a, C plus and like let them earn their way up or down. He starts off at a B plus without ever seeing him because we're like, I love his name. If you know, if if we we had a, a player at one time, Anthony Bear Bryant, he comes in at a B plus. He also had calves that were bigger than my house. Um, but a lot of people may not remember that Anthony Bear Bryant was a monstrous human being. But Devontae Smith hasn't made a move yet. I do find it curious. He is ahead of. Uh, you know, Jeremiah Alexander on your list, Antonio Kite on your list. I mean, you you must be a little bit high on this guy. Yeah, I am because the staff is. I know they are from uh, inside the program. Uh, they do like Devontae a lot. They've liked him from day one. And look, you don't have to believe me or my scoop. Just look at, you know, he shows up as a true freshman in 2021. And while he, he didn't get on the field as a defensive back, he played in nine or ten games on special teams alone, nine or ten, right off the bus was even named special teams player of the week once or twice. Uh, and that's as a true freshman. And, you know, they don't put you on the field at all in any role unless they trust you. They trusted him off the bus. Okay, last year, 2022, was year two. He did play some at DB finally, even got in a little bit here and there with the ones. But, but really, he was an end-of-game DB, but a first-team special teams player. Played special teams every week. Devontae Smith, I think, played in 10 of the 13 games this past season. So – He's showed up, and he had a red-shirted. He's played. They look at him as a critical player on special teams, which is why he's played in just about every game in some role on special teams. Now he's going into year three, a real competitor for a starting spot, but he gets hurt and has to miss the entire spring. And when that happens, some kids, you know, leapt in front of him, like, for instance, Caleb Downs, you know, showing up as a true freshman. He's probably with the ones Christian Story took a, a big advantage of Devontae not being around to win a lot of the coaches' attention. Now they sign a safety out of the transfer portal, the, the kid from UAB, Jalen Key, he may end up ahead of Devontae. So kind of some hard luck for Devontae in terms of getting on the field at safety. 
But man, I, you know, we need to expect to see him every week again on special teams. And he's just a significant player on the team. Uh, again, I don't expect to see him in a first team type role with the safeties, though I think he's good enough. Uh, he has an outside shot at winning the money position as a six DB. I would call it an outside shot. I tend to lean towards Christian Story having that role, maybe Jalen Key, but Devontae would be close. He's certainly in the thick of it. And as more safety cycle out next year, he'd have a real shot. Uh, but boy, we're at that sweet spot position of the rankings loop where, again, every kid we're talking about now probably isn't a first team guy, but is a candidate to have that label of, hey, who's the best player on the team who doesn't play? Uh, Devontae is a, is a major threat to be that guy. A real good player. The coach is trusting. The coaches like him. Like so many good players at Alabama, just waiting for an opportunity to, uh, to, to possibly be a first-team safety because he's good enough to do that, even at Alabama. So good player. Thick kid, by the way. Showed up, kind of a cover guy. Has added a lot of good muscle weight. Uh, right now, I think we list Devontae Smith at 196 pounds, he showed up kind of a cover corner at about 178, 180. He's 15 pounds of good muscle, uh, particularly in his upper body. So uh, good player, good kid, and uh, we'll see. Uh, he's somebody we the staff trusts, so, so we should trust him too. It'll be real interesting to see if he ends up maybe taking Malachi's spot in 2024. Oh, God, I thought – you added that – last little prepositional phrase at the end yeah. that that made that statement less juicy. <laughs> you said maybe he'll take Malachi's spot in a year. In 2024. The, the hesitation well, threw me off. Ahead of Here, the weird thing is, Luke, there's a lot, of, and I should have mentioned this, there's a lot of similarity between those two. You know, Malachi was a corner in high school. Malachi showed up, not the biggest kid, and now Malachi is built like a professional bodybuilder. Uh, they're about the same size and about the same feet. I mean, they're very similar physically corners that became safeties at the, at the SEC level. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow or probably with uh, another podcast and with a countdown as Jimmy's schedule is a little uh, funky this week, but uh, we will have something fluid, like recruiting. It's fluid, like recruiting. It is fluid, like recruiting. And that's why you should be patient with us just as you're patient with one coach, Nick Saban. Um, that's going to do it for the podcast. We will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. We love you and roll tide. Roll tide.